Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 94 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and ThyroidHealing.yoga. And I'm Tiffany Milan, it's of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. <laughs> we just couldn't get our dots, you know, normal. We had to go <laughs> dot .biz, dot .yoga. <laughs> Right? Oh, no. We're laughing again. That's bad. Okay. <laughs> Today we are talking with... Talk, talking? <laughs> oh, boy. Today we are talking with Dr. Kevin Dobrzynski, author of Hypothyroid Diet. And thyroid specialist will be talking about weight, diet, digestion, hypothyroidism. Plus, Tiffany, I have, Tiffany and I have some other things we want to talk about. Absolutely. Super exciting napropath. I'm so excited about all this. And Dana, it looks like he is with us. So let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Let's do it. Good morning. Can you, you hear there? me okay? I there he can is. hear you per- perfectly. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, we can. Awesome. <laughs> Loud and clear. Very cool. We are so excited to have you with us, and I know that you have, we always like to start out with your story, and of course this would involve your wife as well. It's an amazing story, and how you got involved, and also napropathy. What is that, and how did you choose that, and we just want to know all things about you first. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, first of all, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It gives me an opportunity to not so much talk about myself, but uh, about the chance to help more people. And so that's really what I'm all about. So I do have, right, I do have a background in what they call naturopathic medicine. Now, a lot of people aren't familiar with that because only licensed in so many states, but I will tell you the easiest way to describe <clears throat> who we are as a practitioner base is that we're cousins to the chiropractors. So actually Oakley Smith, who's the founder, right around the same time as chiropractics, around the turn of the century, uh, I should say the 1900s, 1907, 1908. Um, and he was, uh, Oakley Smith was a, a sick guy, and he went out, and luckily he had the resources to do a lot of research and education um, into the human body, and to the spine, and so essentially that was the same, a very similar focus to what chiropractors focus on is the spine. The techniques are a little bit different as far as, um, you know, the manipulation or the adjustments, so to speak, but um, as far as the fundamentals were, were very similar. Uh, so I don't know if that helps you guys or not. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're licensed here in Chicago, and I was licensed in 2000, and that's when I hung up my shingle, right? wanted to go out there and help the world. And I started traditionally treating, you know, a lot of musculoskeletal disorders, like a lot of chiropractors would or napropaths, and so a lot of necks, backs, uh, back problems, migraines, sports injuries. And, yeah, I soon realized that what I was doing, you know, I was helping people. I was essentially putting Band-Aids on them. So, they would come in to see me, I'd fix and make them feel better, and then off they'd go leading their lifestyle. But they, what I really wanted to do is change their life. And so from there, what I started to do is I focused on nutrition and I focused on exercise. So if someone came to see me, I essentially would teach them how to heal themselves, right? So if they had, like, lower back dysfunction, I would essentially 
give them exercises to do and show them on their own what they can do to take care of themselves. Uh, and I did that from 2000 um, just until recently. And then in 2010, my life had changed dramatically. Um, and so you, you know a little bit about my story. My wife was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, full-blown Hashimoto's, and at the time, I was not a specialist in this area, but I had to become one out of necessity. And I live in the city of Chicago. We've got great teaching hospitals here. Um, but what I soon realized is that allopathic medicine, they, the way they viewed this, this condition is, you know, they essentially give you a pill. They give you a hormone, and, you know, you're placed on a hormone for the rest of your life. And now that my wife didn't have a thyroid, I understood that. But what happened was after her surgery, and she had a full thyroidectomy, she, she went downhill so fast, uh, you know, I just knew there was something wrong, and, uh, you know, the hospitals and the doctors weren't really giving us the answers and helping her, so I just essentially just started picking up books, reading, doing research, going to seminars, picking up the phone, calling, calling doctors and traveling until I, I realized that I, I had some of the pieces. We put those together, and I put my wife on a program. We turned her around in about three weeks. So that's, uh, that's essentially where I came from. That's how I ended up really focused on thyroid and, and autoimmune. Whew. I bet that was kind of scary, I have to say, you know, because you kind of trust the doctors and you go in and they're taking the thyroid out and you're a doctor yourself. And so, you know, you go in and, and they take it out and then she's, you know, still feeling terrible and you feel probably trapped and unable to help her. And I'm sure that was a terrible feeling. So I can only imagine how you dove in to get some more information and came up with your plan. I mean, I, I would probably do the same thing if I was, if I was in your shoes. Yeah. You know, it's uh, fortunately for me, um, you know, I had a background in, in medicine and I was a fairly knowledgeable guy, you know, for those people that don't have family members that are maybe not practitioners or don't have that knowledge base or at least the, the gumption to get up and try to find answers you know, that people get stuck, and it's not a good feeling. People, you don't want to be in that place. So I felt very fortunate that I had my background. Ooh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it takes, you know, we have moments during the show where we just kind of take a pause, and it's probably not very normal. Tiffany and I call them our flower-filled moments, but sometimes it's just a moment of just, you know, reflection or just kind of digesting what you've said. It's, that's pretty powerful. You know, it's not like you've just said, you know, so today I went to the store and bought some milk. You've said some pretty profound and things that actually kind of affect us and the people that we're connected with. So, so please forgive us when we take a little break and just kind of have to think about what you said for a minute. Cause it's, it's just one of those, those things. It's very profound. Yeah, no worries. And then, you know, if you need me to clarify something, uh, please uh, feel free to just, just ask. Cause sometimes, uh, you know, the mind works a little bit faster than my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, ours might be the opposite. I'm thinking ours might be the opposite. <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, right. It well, depends on the day. Just for thyroid thyroid cancer uh, awareness can you tell us because you it sounds like you basically went from no thyroid in your life to all of a sudden you know the ultimate uh the ultimate issue you know being thyroid cancer and Hashimoto's so your wife did not have a thyroid problem uh prior to just surprise yeah, no, she she wasn't. Uh, she didn't have any issues in her, in her life at the time. I mean, it was hard. Wow. 
maybe looking back at it, you know, there were probably some, some signs, and I think I started seeing them. I just didn't put the pieces together again because I wasn't a specialist at the time. But, you know, we went through, and she had uh, – we, we had two kids, you know, very, very young at, at the time. Um, we had moved, so there's a lot of stress in the life, um, sure. you know, between having kids, between moving, between jobs. And, you know, again, there were probably the signs and symptoms at the time, but, you know, um, I just didn't put the pieces together maybe early enough to, to, to figure things out until, um, you know, we got the diagnosis. So when you when she went to the doctor and got diagnosed, I mean, I'm I'm impressed that someone actually – put their hands on her throat and that triggered some blood work and, and an ultrasound and was it a fairly quick moving process or was it or was it not quick enough? Um I would say it it, it was fairly quick. Um you know, looking because at, at the time, just because of who I am, I was really pushing for, you know, second opinions, third opinions. Right, quickly, um, right. Yeah, and so the doctors, we were lucky enough, we had a local doctor that was an older gentleman, but he's been um, in this practicing in this space for decades. And so, you know, he went in and, right, he was actually palpating and doing ultrasounds, drawing blood, and he wasn't jumping to conclusions really, really quickly. But after we got a couple opinions, and it wasn't my decision to make, right? I was there to support my wife, what she wanted to do, even though I maybe had a different opinion for me. You know, maybe I would have focused on doing some other things for prevention. But, you know, we got to that point. She made the decision, and, um, yeah, it moved fairly quickly. Okay, so I have a question about, um, so how long after, so so immediately after you have her thyroid out, she was feeling terrible, and she was on levothyroxine, correct? Um, How long after did you start your you know, per call. I mean, I think you mentioned three weeks, but was, was there like a certain time frame? Like, you know, okay, so she was downhill. You did your research, and then about a month after, three weeks after, was it exactly that? I have, no, a, po- I know, have a point to, to make. With, yeah, to be honest with you, um, it, it wasn't right afterwards because you know, after she had the thyroidectomy, was placed on Synthroid. You know, it may have been a few weeks. It may have been a couple months, three months. When I just, you know, when my wife would sleep for 10 hours and she's always been a big sleeper you know but talking so sleeping you know eight nine ten hours plus and then getting up and having to go back to bed I was like this is not right when she's not playing with our kids I'm like this is not right when she was starting to lose her hair I'm like this is not right she was forgetting things I'm like you know what um enough is enough let's let's go to work here and try to figure this thing out so at the time period again hard to say but I bet you you know, it was probably over a period of a couple months before I started putting things together, so probably eight weeks. Okay, so let's let's talk about what you did for her. Let's talk about the plan that you came up with. Um, well, you know, after doing research, I realized that, first of all, I, I you know, was, we were never explained that she had, and I think it's a big part of the problem today, is that what what was really affecting her, you know? You know, they put a blanket statement or diagnosis on things. You have hypothyroidism. Well, what is that? What does that mean? You know, we weren't told that she had Hashimoto's. She had an autoimmune disorder. And then, you know, after diving into books and research, obviously I discovered what was going on and um, making some connections. And the first thing we did was really, it's, uh, it's really basic. It's not easy to do, but it's, but it's a simple concept is really just evaluating what she was putting into her body. Uh, so first it was food. You know, that's what we started. We started with her food. 
Um, and by the way, a lot of people may not know this about my wife, but she, um, she was half Italian. So here I am, her husband, um, slash doctor. So I, you know, I'm her caretaker and I'm her husband, which is a fine line to walk. And I had to tell my Italian wife that she can no longer eat pasta. So right. <laughs> that, did, that did not go over really well. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can only imagine. And then not only I her, have, but to deal with her family. And <laughs> I have so, a, um, I, go ahead. a friend on Facebook that made a similar comment to that yesterday. It's funny because... She is crazy Italian, born in Italy. Uh, you know, her son is Italian, and she was talking about what she was making for dinner. It was gluten-free pasta, and I think it was turkey turkey bacon or something like that. And she said, every Italian ancestor that I ever had just rolled over in their grave. <laughs> 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 funny, so I totally get that. Oh, it's too funny. But the good news is, you know, my wife, she had leverage. Okay, when you are faced with, you know, a health issue or maybe you have a loved one that you really care about or whatever it is in your life where you have values and your needs are placed. And obviously it was for her at the time. And to be honest with you, I don't know what it was, but I know that she wasn't feeling well. It could have been the kids for her. And so she had leverage. And so for her, she's willing to do anything to turn her life around so she can probably play with her kids and, and lead a normal life. And so Having that leverage is, you know, the, kind of the silver lining when, when people are, are sick uh, because they're willing to do anything, hopefully, to, to get themselves better. Okay, so definitely cut out gluten and pasta and all that kind of stuff. Was there anything else that you immediately did? You know, I, that, was, that was stage one, was, was focusing on that. Uh, my other desire at the time, and she started to, and now she's, just to the point where she'll dibble and dabble with, with dairy products. So that was the other big, um, you know, no-no. And that was still was kind of like step two uh, for us. And, um, of course, along the lines of, you know, food, those were really the biggies for us. Um, and then in conjunction with that, there was, you know, some supplement changes, some medication changes. That was, you know, the next progressive step that we went into. I have always just been... Go ahead, Dana. I was how um how's she feeling now? Kind of on right now. Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think you asked how she's feeling now. Is that correct? I did, and also uh, what percent she's on? Dana, you're breaking up okay. pretty bad, hun. Huh? Well, I don't know. I guess I can you hear me now? No, you're breaking up pretty bad. Huh. Okay. Well. You're clear. <laughs> Those three words now, anyway. Now, now <laughs> okay. you're good. Okay. I'm not going to move. Can you hear me? Don't move. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't move. Okay. So I'm asking what medication, if any, that she's on right now. So I have my wife on a thyroid glandular. And so this glandular particularly is a combination of T3, T2, T1, um, chalcitonin maybe that that's in there. But, yeah, essentially it's a thyroid glandular. So just an over-the-counter thyroid glandular? It's not over-the-counter. Or is it a no. compounded? It's, it's a compounded. It's not compounded either. 
and it's not compounded either. It's um, it's it's made by a company. If you want me to reveal the company and the product, I can sure. do that. If it, uh, sure, if of it course. People. So yeah, okay. So I, I work with a company called Biotics Research, which you may be familiar with. And in my mind, they make the best line of thyroid products available because they address a number of different conditions within the thyroid spectrum, uh, whether it's thyroid hormone production, whether that's conversion. Um, so, and you, if you're a practitioner, you're able to get um, a, a product through them that uh, in which, so the company itself is a, I don't know if it's a certified or licensed pharmaceutical company, but they just actually choose to make nutraceuticals. Um, and so in order for them to actually make this product, because bovine doesn't work, right? We know bovine doesn't work. Coming from cows, you need pig thyroid. And so they're able to get pig thyroid, but legally they have to take T4 out. But with, as we know, that's fairly inactive. But what's left is your, your T3, which is active. So that's essentially what's in the product. It's called GTA Forte, Biotics Research. Ah, uh, yes. Ever heard of it, Tiff? Have you? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And how's that Are doing for there? her? Oh, she's doing fine. When she when she remembers to take it every day, and you know, take it how she's supposed to take it, and you know, um, you know, other than that, she she's doing fine. Well, that's, well, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Did you also do some kind of um, movement or exercise regimen? Did you wait on that? Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, specifically with my wife, uh, because that's been a big part of my life. Uh, you know, I grew up in athletics. I played college football. One of my first jobs out of college was a, as a personal trainer. So it's something I definitely coach, encourage and, uh, you know, consult with people on. But it wasn't a bigger part of our program. Uh, essentially, it was biochemistry. So let's focus on the biochemistry. And, you know, again, I, I'm dancing a fine line here with, with my wife, who I'm trying to take care of as a practitioner, and then also be her husband. So I know right. kind of, you know, what, where my boundaries are kind of safe and which ones I need to stay away from. But, you know, it's always encouraged, it's, uh, but it's not something that we did initially. Right, right, of course. Well, you know, Dana and I, we talk about it all the time that, you know, uh, lifestyle and diet, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's a hypothesis, but, you know, plays a, a good, healthy 40, 50% of, of thyroid patients, whether you're doing well or poorly. I mean, it's a, it's a huge factor in, in thyroid disease, you know, whether hypo, hyper, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an enormous percentage of whether someone is doing well or not. Absolutely. It's, you know, you can narrow down uh, biochemical problems to what essentially people put into their body. And, you know, it's the, really the quickest way to change the biochemistry because, look, we, we sit around or we, or you stand, whatever, but we, we eat and drink, you know, a dozen times a day. Maybe some, for some people it's more. And every time you do that, you impact your physiology. And then you can impact your physiology within seconds by just getting up and moving. So it, it has a profound impact. And if you think about it this way, not diving too much into environmental factors, but people get sick because of what goes into their body. That's things that they drink, it's the air they breathe, it's the food they eat, and it's the thoughts they think. Right, right, for sure. 
Well, let's talk about because we're talking, you know, really want to pick your brain on weight loss because, of course, that's a huge problem for for so many of us, and and you know that's obviously tied in quite a bit to our inability to digest our food properly and the drop in hydrochloric acid and all that good stuff. So let's jump into what happens to us. What happens to us when we become hypothyroid? What happens to our digestive system? What doesn't happen? You know, it's um, (laughs) the thyroid is, right? I mean, seriously, the thyroid is the heater for the body. It's the engine that makes your body go. So think of it this way, making it easy for your listeners, no pun intended, to digest, is that it runs your body. And so when your thyroid is not working or functioning at, you know, its highest level or optimum level, I should say, everything slows down. So yeah, digestion slows down. Liver clearance slows down. Um, you name it, it, it the body is just moving slower in every capacity. And so if you're not able to break down food, to simulate nutrients, detoxify itself, um, eliminate, you know, you're going to end up with issues. And so first and foremost, obviously, you want to be able to get that thyroid functioning at a, at a, a decent level. Um, and then, you know, along the, those, those lines, if, if it's not and people are still having issues, then you have to, to supplement and hopefully adjust diets to the point where, you know, they're going to be able to digest foods a little bit easier versus eating, you know, maybe stay away from cooked foods. Uh, which will help initially in process food just to be very uh, elementary. And then, of course, you know, adding in some digestive enzymes or some hydrochloric acid to help the body out a little bit. So there's a lot of different things that people can do. But, you know, again, when the thyroid is not working optimally, you know, everything slows down, including digestion. So any, any helpful tips that – I'm sorry, go ahead, Dana. I was just going to say, is your, did your wife take any um, digestive enzymes? Was that part of her protocol as well? Because I'm, I'm loving my digest, digestive enzymes right now. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, not necessarily that you have to be a person that has um, a thyroid condition. If you're over the age of 40, 45, we're going to get close to 50, and most people are hypochlorhydric, so they, they're going to have a low amount of uh, stomach acid. Um, but, yeah, it's something that I definitely work on with my wife. It's one of the suggestions that I give her is that when she's, you know, uh, when she's eating her meals, that she should be taking this. And, um, again, it's a big part of, you know, the, the lifestyle is remembering to take it and then, you know, having your food work for you a little bit. Eating When you're eating your meal, eat some live foods that already have enzymes in there. If you're a meat eater, Try not to overcook the meat to a point where it's completely dead and your body is just really battling just to break it down. So, you know, there are lots of things that you can do, um, you know, to help out, to help the body. So any favorite testing that you have for, um, you know, like digestive issues or just for most of your hypothyroid clients, you know that, you know, Facebook folks are having digestive issues and we're just going to add these things and any favorites that you, um, you know, and we're, we're okay with you mentioning, you know, a particular product that you like or one that you see has worked well. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as testing, I'll be completely honest with you. I am a very conservative um, practitioner and I try not to over, overdo testing. I try to rely I try to give insights to people and have them be a little bit more resourceful versus, you know, no pun intended, you know, feeding them everything. 
So really paying attention and journaling your symptomology is huge. How are you feeling? How do you feel when you eat this type of food? How do you feel before or afterwards? How do you feel the next day? I think that's important. But when it comes to uh, digestive products, um, there's a product by uh, Designs for Health called Digestimes, um, which is a nice combination of some betaine HCL um, along with some other digestive enzymes in there, along with some um, some ox bile extract, so it's a nice it's a nice combo product. Versus, you know, again, I try to simplify some things for people as well, and try to make their life easier. Versus, you know, we're going to add some hydrochloric acid here, let's add some digestive enzymes. So for me, it's, it's a nice product because it's a combo. Very cool. And anything that you can for the listeners, you know, um, uh, I know it's going to sound gross but you know talking poop that's a lot of times that is digestive you know functionality or non-functionality you said that you you tell people to journal how do you feel uh which is amazing i mean so many people don't do that and i truly truly believe in that um because i do believe that everybody's genetics is not necessarily going to like broccoli or you know what could be totally helpfully for one person could be very problematic for another but you know anything that you you know obviously when someone's digestion is working well is it just does it just fall in the fatigue and the weight loss or is there anything else that you see um you know that says you know we're 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 doing well here particularly if you don't rely on you know so many physicians rely on testing 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 but uh anything that you look for in a person that hey we're doing we're doing pretty well well, I think you hit it on the head, and you know we mentioned it just briefly. You know, when you have thyroid issues, one of the one of the symptoms is constipation. You know, um, and if you're not eliminating a minimum of once a day, uh, that's that's an issue. You should be going to the bathroom every single morning. And for you know, for some people, um, they're they're not doing that. So that's kind of a, a red flag when that's not happening. You know, and then you just try to address. Obviously, the thyroid function, but also lifestyle factors, right? Exercise, it's motility. It's going to help move things along. Make sure you're hydrated. It's going to move things along. Plenty of insoluble, insoluble uh, types of fiber in the diet. So, yeah, they should be going at least once a day, if not more. And then, of course, you, know, you can always take a look at, you know, the, the stool itself, and they can tell you a lot about, um, you know, what's going on internally. You know, I mean, things should not... You know, I'm going to be very descriptive, but, you know, things should be a little mushy. It's okay, and you shouldn't have, you know, liquid movements. And it shouldn't be super hard and coming out, you know, in, um, you know, little balls, painfully, so to speak. Right. It's, it, right. Yeah, so, or painfully, or, or having to push, right? You should be able to relax and just, just go, part of your normal routine. So, yeah, that actually going to the bathroom tells a lot about people. And then if you look at the urine, you know, you should be going to the bathroom pretty frequently if you're drinking water throughout the day, and you should have a couple... Um, a couple times throughout the day where you're, where you're urinating, where, where the urine's clear. There shouldn't be any dark colors. It should be pretty clear if you're drinking enough water. So, yeah, those are, those are very important, and I think they're very easy things to teach. And I think a lot of physicians, you know, as you've mentioned, sometimes they, they bypass having patients journal and talking to them about the basics. I mean, this is, this right. is important stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's, let's jump into... The big kahuna of hypothyroidism, which is you can have people that feel well, they're doing great, they're just plugging right along and can't lose 
the weight. That's the, the ultimate hypothyroid nemesis. Well, and it actually can be for, for hyperthyroid, too. That's such a myth that, you know, hyper is thin and hypo holds a little bit of weight. That's, that's a huge myth. We've seen opposite ends of, of both sides. Both We've of seen that, right. Isabella Wentz, who's just thin as can be, had trouble gaining weight, who was Hashimoto and hypothyroid. And we've seen advocates on the flip side that were Graves' disease and hyperthyroid and, and holding weight like, a, like, you know, the mythological only happens with hypothyroid. So it's a nemesis just across the board. So what's happening to us and why can't we lose the weight? What is the, what is the switch that we're not flipping or what's happening? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a big problem. It's a big frustration for people. Um, first of all, I think that there's so much information out there that, you know, sometimes it can overwhelm people, and sometimes they think it's, you know, very simple. Let, let's face it, the, and I hear this all the time from people that have thyroid issues, is, you know, doctors give them the old, you know, kind of just general information, which is, you know, eat less and exercise more. Well, now you're dealing with someone who's got fatigue, right? They may be achy, they may have aches and pains. Um, they're not going to have the energy to exercise, right? And to eat less, really, it's, what, what does that tell a person? It doesn't tell, a, you know, people too much. But I will tell you one of the biggest mistakes that people do make is they go on a low-calorie diet. So what happens when people go on low-calorie diets is they actually can destroy, I shouldn't say destroy, they... Uh, they can damage their metabolism, right? And so if people are on a very low-calorie diet, you see some of these diets where people are eating 500 calories a day, 700 calories. I mean, first of all, it's not sustainable. People are not going to continue that for the rest of their life. You need to give them something and some guideposts which, you know, they can follow that um, they can manage, you know, day in and day out for the rest of their life where they're not feel like they're, they're sacrificing themselves. So, but the number one thing that happens is when people go on low-calorie diets, um, typically their T3 levels drop and they can drop up to as much as 50%. Um, and so literally that will drive their metabolism down anywhere from 25 to 50%. And so now this person's on a low-calorie diet. Now their metabolism is slower. And then let's say eight weeks later they decide they're going to increase the caloric intake and go back to the way they've eaten. And so now the metabolism is low. They start eating more. And, of course, they're going to gain the weight back plus more. And so they cycle through this throughout their, their life or through weeks and months. And so the body um, really doesn't know what to do, right? So you go into starvation mode. Now you're feeding it. And so that, that cycle does a lot of, a lot of damage, some long-term damage for people. And so the number one mistake that I want people to understand is that do not go on a low-calorie diet. It lowers your metabolism. It lowers T3 levels. And so right. that's important. What's more important um, is to really follow something that uh, a lifestyle and a food plan for you that makes sense. Everybody is so different, right? There, there are some generalities when it comes to that. And I think one thing I can talk to is that typically most people just eat way too many carbohydrates. It's plain and simple. Most of their diet, if you look at anybody's diet, it's mainly carbohydrates. People do not eat enough good fats, and they eat way too many carbohydrates. If people would just look at, and I think it's a neat thing to do, if you just journal, and not journal to say you're going to go on a diet, just pay attention. Do it for 30 days, and you won't have to do it anymore. So take out a journal, and every meal, just write down how many carbs you consume. You know, if you're eating three meals a day, 
do that for a minimum of two weeks, up to four weeks, you will be blown away by how many carbs you eat. And if you can do one oh, for thing, sure. one, one simple thing by just cutting your carbs in half and doubling the fat intake, it would profoundly change the way you feel. And what I mean by fat, as you ladies understand, I'm talking about good fats, right? So, Of course, um, right. So let's do so the anyway. flip side, though. What about those folks that are, you know, they're paleo and they're really, you know, significantly low carb? So are you a, a low carb proponent? What in the in the hypothyroid diet do you have a magic number of, you know, you need to eat this many but not, you know, don't go this way or talk a little bit more about what that definition of carbs means for you? Sure. Yeah, you know, obviously we I'm not talking about pushing people into uh, a ketogenic diet, even though I think that has its benefits depending on the person. Um, I, I don't think that is sustainable for a lot of people, um, and it can be very, very difficult. But since I wrote the book, which was, um, you know, a few years back, um, you know, now having electronic books, I wish it was easier with publishers, too, to go in and edit and change things. But once you write the book, it's hard to go back and make changes. So, you know, since uh, since that 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 book and that my program was put together, that's one thing that I definitely focus on more now than I did in the past, which is really focusing on uh, reducing carbs and increasing fat intake. And so my suggestion to people, again, is just to start monitoring that and see, just, just you know, for every person it's going to be completely different. If you're, you know, at, let's say for one meal, you're at um, a couple hundred grams of carbohydrates, focus on just cutting that in half. And so for... You know, for me and what I focus on for my health, which may be a little bit different, um, when I look at my meals, I try to, throughout the day, uh, ideally keep my carbs at about 100 grams throughout the day. Um, So looking at each meal, you know, that's probably about 30, 35 grams of carbohydrates. That's my particular focus. I don't think people have to go to the extreme, um, and I don't really think it's extreme, I think it's creating awareness for people and what they're really intaking. Again, people will be very surprised to the journal how many carbs they eat. So in looking for at sure. that number. Including their beverages. Number, people yes, forget everything. the beverage in that carb count yeah. frequently. <laughs> right. right. And, and, you know, if people could just cut that number in half, um, I think that's a good starting place, wherever that may be for that person. Right, right. I, I don't think anyone would necessarily argue, you know, uh, 100 carbs per se. I think that's. You know, that's, that's not fair. in my in my education, that's not really a detrimental zone. And it's a, you know, uh, people don't realize how many carbohydrates you actually need to run just bodily functions and organs and all these different things. So I, I think that's that's about what I do, to be honest, 100 carbs. I mean, I don't count so much anymore, but um, as a general rule, um, being diabetic, that's, you know, that was a good a good number, you know, right around. 30, 35 carbohydrates, and I might eat a little bit more if I'm, you know, going somewhere with my kids or, you know, that's the thing is there is no one magic stick to this number and you're good because, of course, if you're, you know, if your activity changes and things change, then you've got to change with it. Oh, right. If you're exercising more uh, and your body allows you to, your adrenals are okay with it, unlike me, then you definitely need to, in- to increase that a little bit, I would think. For sure. For sure. I mean, they, yeah. that uh, 
that's a big thing is people that go too low carbohydrates with adrenal issues or diabetes they can they can put themselves into some into a little bit of a pickle there <laughs> not necessarily a good thing right. that's my experience anyways and when you say i want to just kind of make this clear um when you say you know exercise may not be for you or whatever because it might be too strenuous and it and it might not work you don't necessarily mean like no movement Right, because we do want people to get up and move. We do want people to oh, yeah. to not be sedentary. Sure. I mean, you may not be able to exercise full on, but that's not necessarily what what you mean. You mean right. you do need a walk there around the block. Be, yeah, there has there to be has some to be stuff a, going on. A new definition for exercise. Exercise is like the yeah. F word to me. You know, it is my French, but you know, for movement is critical. Right, being sedentary is just like death to the doer for hypothyroid. You're just making everything worse, you know. But we get so afraid of exercise, that word, quote unquote, you know, that we forget that movement is critical, you know, and and everybody can have their own own definition of what that movement is. For Pete's sake, there are days with my four kids that you know just going through the day is enough movement. <laughs> You know, the dance classes and the baseball, and the, the, that is plenty of movement per se. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's so true. We need a new definition. Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting question. There's no doubt about it. Exercise has to be a part of your life. It just has to be. And there's an easy way to find a time and a modality for it to fit into your life. Find something that you enjoy doing, right? Spending some time. And people think, you know, it's funny. I was, um, I was coaching with someone the other day, and she resisted exercise because in her mind she thought she had a block out an hour, hour and a half. And I said, it's not even true. You know, she wanted to see some, some significant results. And I will tell people that, you know, again, this is me. My best workouts, my best workouts, are 12 minutes long, okay? Now, those 12 minutes, I am not reading newspapers, I am not watching TV, I am huffing and puffing, okay, and I am beating myself up a little bit. So, but exercise is, if you're a walker, exercise would be jogging. If you're a jogger, exercise would be sprinting. So, we want you to essentially take the level of, physical stress, the good stress, up a notch versus, again, if you just normally walk, walking for you, even though it's movement, makes you feel good, but if you really want to exercise, you want to get benefits, you do have to step it up a little bit. So my 12-minute workouts typically, um, you know, I will exercise for a period of 30 seconds. And with 30 seconds, it's hard, it's heavy, there's no pauses, no movements, and then I rest for 30 seconds, and then I go at it again. And again, and so the rest periods are very, very short for me. So you don't need a lot of time to exercise. The key to exercise is frequency. And when we talk about increasing metabolic rate, the number one thing that you can do is to build muscle. And I know women sometimes, they hear that and they think, I don't want to get big and bulky, and you're not going to get big and bulky. What you're trying to do is increase your metabolic rate by increasing lean muscle on your body. You're going to feel better. Um, it's going to raise your metabolic rate. Let's put it this way. If you exercise out on weights, you do resistance training, you can elevate your metabolic rate for up to 72 hours. If you go for a walk or jog, when you're done, 
it's done. So you really don't raise your metabolic rate in that fashion. So if there's one thing I suggest people do is work on increasing your lean muscle mass so you can increase your metabolic rate. Any, any favorite ways to do that? Because I know that we lose um, muscle strength quite a bit. I mean, for me, it's a – and, of course, when that muscle loses, we gain the fat because the muscle helps burn the fat, correct? Yeah, muscle, muscle any, cells are very, very active, right? And any fat cells favorite are very lethargic. exercises for, for your hypothyroid clients of, of building muscle mass, you know, and, and, and being gently and careful about it? Yeah, well, you know, always here's what I suggest to people, okay, is that you should always have a cultural consultant, and you should really think about having one for every area of your life. And so when it comes to exercise, I would work with a, a, a certified personal trainer who's got a few years under his belt that knows what they're doing and maybe knows a little bit about your condition, your background, your history, okay? But as far as increasing lean muscle mass, you know, you could use free weights. You could use resistance bands or tubing. And you can use body weight, you know, modified push-ups or a regular push-up, going through and doing squats for the big muscle groups, doing what I call step-ups or a reverse lunge, and trying to work the major muscle groups of the body and not worried so much about, you know, defining and working on maybe a bicep curl, especially if time constraints are something that's holding you back, is work the major muscle groups, your upper back, your chest, your legs, and your core. If you went through and did, honestly three to four exercises a day, and you did that for 15 minutes, four days a week, it would completely change, change your physiology. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And, um, you know, I just wanted to clarify again for the listeners that, you know, um, we we basically want, you know, you to get up and move. So if if your lifestyle is more sedentary than it is, you know, movement, then then get up and move. But if you are looking to, uh, you know, Try to exercise, maybe drop a pound here or there, um, or even five, ten pounds. Um, you know, step, step it up. Step up your game, like you said. You know, if you're a walker, then you need to run. But you obviously need to move at your own pace because uh, we, we try to say that on every single show that, you know, you've got to be mindful of your own body because we are all different. Right, Tiff? That's right. That's right. And the big thing, you know, I think is, you know, um, gauging yourself on yourself. So if you've done some exercise and you're exhausted afterwards, yeah, program didn't work. Can't can't do that because you're going to take two or three days to recover like so many of us know. But if you're, you know, if you do it and you feel pretty good and you're like, I feel really good, then, you know, continue with that and then you can kind of step up the notch and give it a shot at a different time. But But taking that assessment of yourself and, and seeing how you're doing is, and for me, this is my experience, but is really important because I've overdone it. I think everybody has heard about my dance class being a former dancer, and oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> that party did not work. <laughs> you know, you but brought up a, uh, <laughs> a good point, a very good point, which is over-exercising. And just like under-exercising, you know, leads to poor results, so does over-exercising. And there's so, a, there's a know, fragile balance there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my definition of over-exercise is, and I, and I honestly, I, I can't stand this. This is two of the things that really drive me nuts. Is so when I see people trying to lose weight, I see them running. And, you know, I'm all for running and jogging. If people like the activity, it doesn't bother their body. But right, my right. point is that when people go out there trying to burn the calories off and running for an hour or two hours or doing boot camps, 
for 60 to 90 minutes. It's fine if you're going to 60 to 90 minutes. It's fine if you want to do a boot camp, but keep it at 30 minutes. You know, it's too much stress right. on the body will cause adverse reactions if you're going into this high-intensity exercise for extended periods of time. And that's why I mentioned my program, which is high-intensity, but it's 12 minutes. Right. It's almost like burst training. I love the, yeah. the concept of, yeah. of burst training. I, that's so funny that you bring that up because I see that all the time with my 15-year-old son. You know, every time they do physical education tests for my kids, you know, they have them run a mile. Or I'm like, why? It drives me crazy every single time. That doesn't, that doesn't tell anybody anything about their strength. <laughs> you know what I mean? It drives me crazy, but, you know... Um, They've shown that, that burst training is significantly more effective. And so, yeah, well, anyways, without going off on a tangent on that, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm the queen of tangents. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, but it, well, this is, you're, you're right. So this true. Has been, this has been a great show, and over-exercise for sure is, is, is key. I have so many friends right now that um, – I can just see the, you know, what's going to happen uh, with all them, you know, the over-exercise that they're doing and, and the supplements and, you know, all the things they're trying to, to take to get lean and, and their body hasn't caught up. The Hashimoto's or the thyroid hadn't quite caught up yet, but it will. So I, I agree. Right. I love the burst, the inter- high-intensity uh, sure. interval training, I think, is a great idea. So it was really, really well, fabulous I- to talk to you today. I just really, really appreciate you coming on. I would love oh, to, if you don't mind, just close with what is your wife's favorite exercise? What's working for her on a daily basis? So my, a big part of my wife's life, and so this for, for people, you know, the one thing that I, I look at people, I try to get them to be more resourceful, okay? Uh, and so I really look at what they value in their life. My wife, she has a huge connection with animals is what she's done for 20 years, you know, and she as a nurse for animals. And so for her, she connects with animals. She loves them so much. So she walks with them. She takes them out and walks with them. And whether it's right. more about them than her and her health, it gets her to do it. And so that's a big thing for my wife. And she, you know, she goes to the gym with me and she goes her direction. I go my direction. So she does um, some resistance training on the weights and she'll do some formal cardio um, but, you know, she also does, you know, the walks with the dogs. So, you know, that, that's what she's doing. Awesome. Well, you give her um, some big thyroid love for us. We are thrilled we were able to talk about her on the show today. Uh, it really helps the women out there. So give her some for big sure. thyroid love for us. And thank you so much Will for joining do. us. We just had a great time. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, we're, we'll talk about your book. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get it all covered. <laughs> we're getting we're it. <laughs> no worries. I'm not. Thank you so much. Okay, all right. Thanks day. for taking the time. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Well, very oh. cool. Yeah. I love that. I just, just think we probably should have had his wife on. Too. Yeah. She probably should have that jumped in. Been a, right, right. I, Right, we need to do that with Dr. Robinson too, if I remember correctly. His wife, yeah, yes, we do. the husband-wife yeah. team, yeah, very cool. <sighs> okay, well, that was some quick little tidbits and some good information, especially for people who who aren't necessarily thinking or realizing how important movement is, or that they're thinking, okay, well, I've got to put on an outfit and I've got to go jog, or I've got to go do. It's really not about that. Do it in your pajamas. 
yeah, you might have to wash right, the pajamas or God every forbid. single day. <laughs> right. God forbid just being like, I can't. There is just no way. I mean, I don't know if anyone else can register with that one, but I know I sure oh. can't. You know, oh. I, I just, there's like, are you kidding me? It has nothing to do with the outfit or anything else. It's just the idea of it. Oh, <laughs> it makes me exhausted well. sometimes. <laughs> well, and, I, you know, I don't really mean put the emphasis on the outfit. I mean just the whole ordeal that comes along with it. You know, put your oh, shoes sure, on. And, sure. You know, like putting your hair up or whatever you need to do to, if, you know, I mean, it's just, it's the whole idea is just overwhelming. So try not to make it that. Try to make it simple little, you know, simple little um, tidbits for yourself, you know. Um, before, one of the things I used to say all the time is before I would get in the shower, you turn the water on and you have to wait for it to get hot, I would get down and do five assisted, you know, push-ups. And I would always remember because it was something I did before I got in the shower. You know, you just get down and you use your knees and you do the push-ups. Or if you can do regular push-ups, that's fine. And then also, you know, this is kind of funny, but I would say to people that um, after you go to the bathroom and you've done your business, everything's all happy and everything, then do a forward fold. (laughs) Do a forward fold. Um, Just, you know, bend over as far as you can. Relax into it. Don't try to hurt yourself. Just get some movement going. When you do simple little things. When you, yeah, when you yes, yeah, standing up. When you do things okay, like so, that, it's sorry. Yes, standing well, up. Fold, you're standing up, and you just kind of you, roll your head. And how far do you go? You, just as far bit? as you can. And if you need to bend your knees, if you want to bend your knees and get your hands on the ground, bend your knees. If you got to bend them all the way to get your hands, then bend them. Do it. It's not. We're not about perfection. We're about getting moving in. Inversions are really good for the hormones and and the thyroid and endocrine system. So if that is your inversion for the day, that is your inversion. And, you know, they're just little simple things you can do before you, um, you know, start on any kind of exercise routine or whatever. If you just want to get right. the movement in during the day, you can, you know, when you get in, um, in bed, legs up the wall, these are things that we're trying to, to coach and help people do and realize in the thyroidhealing.yoga program as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just lay in your bed and turn around and put your legs up the wall. Five doable. You the bed. Doable yoga. Right? Doable yoga. Doable things. The stretching Do a forward and the fold. movements and the yeah. Yep. Do a forward fold when when you go to the bathroom. You know, just remember I want to do a forward fold and and do it for how long you can and don't worry about it. And then, you know, um, plank is, is a yoga pose you can do. It's you know it's, you can also do a modified plank. You know, on your knees. Same thing as a push up. Tell us what a just plank. Hold what's a there. plank, Dana? What's a plank? Plank is Tell like us a push plank is. for people that don't know. It's just like a push-up. You get down on your on your toes and you lay down, uh, you know, um, horizontal to the uh, to the ground or parallel, excuse me, to the ground, and uh, like you're gonna do a push-up, but you just hold it at the top. That's it. And if you need to put your knees down, like you're gonna do a modified push-up, that's a modified plank. Just hold yourself there. Breathe through it. Don't overdo it. Do what you can. If you can try to lower yourself down slowly, that's also helpful. If you can't. Start where you can. Just get a few things in during the day. Right. That's it. Right. Just so. takes one. One day. One day just to get it started. Just make it a little bit different. That's right. You can find all things uh, Dr. Kevin uh, Dobrzynski. Not easy to say. Uh, I was afraid hypo- to say it. <laughs> Dobrzynski. Thehypothyroiddiet.com. Uh, it was great to talk to him today. So if you want to check out his book, it's on Amazon, The Hypothyroid Diet, and you can also check out his website, thehypothyroiddiet.com. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about my connection issues. We will be having new equipment 
here pretty soon. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was going on. I know, I don't know. Um, But uh, we're working on that. So we're trying to bring uh, everything better for you guys, the listeners. We really appreciate you joining us. Um, We do this for you. So thank you every week. We are just glad to do this. And we thank you for, for listening. Absolutely. And of course, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can very easily download and listen to them at your leisure at iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Some amazing guests that we've had the opportunity to interview with just powerhouse information, everything from stem cells to depression to just, we've just had so many amazing guests. I thought about that the other day and I was like, wow, we are very lucky to have talked with these people. For we sure. Are. We are. And we also, um, we're all about, you know, someone asked me, why did you start the ordination? I, I wanted to help people, um, and I didn't really want them to have to feel like it was a certain method that I was trying to um, cram down their throat, like take iodine, that's the only way, or don't take iodine, right. you never can. You know, it's it's what works for you, and I wanted a platform that, that held both um, both ideas uh, neutrally so that, you know, you could decide what works best for you. And in doing that, you know, we came up with the radio show, so we've had some amazing guests. But also Tiffany and I created the um, Thyroid Essential Blends. We are going to um, be offering an affiliate program for that because we are really just wanting this to get into people's hands. And the reason we created it was more out of a labor, labor of love because, we don't want to put anything on our body now that we know all this information. We've learned from all these great radio shows that isn't going to be helpful or beneficial. And so we, we create right. these skincare blends that, um, that are good for you, that you can use every day, that you don't have to worry about if the ratio or the amount of oils is good or bad for you. Um, this is something we created just, just for thyroid patients and, and other people because, really, you don't have to have a thyroid issue at all to enjoy our thyroid essential blends. And our new tagline is going to be Radiant Skin from the Outside In. How about that? Hmm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and make uh, sure I'm, to, a, I'm a fluff today. It's different. Uh, me too. It's just one of those days. That's okay. We had a great show. Make sure to follow yes. Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com and join us in the Facebook group. It's a Facebook radio show group for thyroid um, Hashimoto's Graves patients. We will tell you what the next uh, guest is coming up for the next week. My words are getting backwards, so it must be time to go. Um, You can follow us on Instagram. You can also check out thyroidhealing.yoga. We have a new pranayama um, uh, program. It's a $37 program. It's a breathing program. a breathing online breathing toolkit for you. Fantastic. Oh, we have awesome. We just created it. Alana just created it yesterday. So breathing is so important and everybody takes it for granted. You're like, I already breathe, right? Well, this is, this is going to help you no. relax, um, decrease anxiety, uh, and completely get rid of it and, you know, be able to heal better when you breathe better. So um, Alana and I created this program for you. And so that's another I tool, that. a labor, a labor of love that we've done. These are all just little things to, to help you feel better. Um, surely we're not going to heal you from talking to you, but hopefully we'll give you the tools so that you can learn how to heal yourself. So we thank you again so for joining on, us. That's on the Facebook page, Thyroid Healing Yoga? It will be as soon as we hang oh. up. <laughs> awesome. 
There's the thyroid healing yoga group. There's also the Hashi's and Gray's Facebook support group for the radio show. Awesome, awesome. We just have all kinds of stuff. There's Thyroid Nation Essentials, Thyroid Essential Blends, excuse me. Um, you can follow all of that on, on Facebook and Instagram and pretty much everywhere. You are everywhere, my friend. I love we that. Are. Most importantly, Dana and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. We can tell you many stories about that within our own journey. But make sure to always listen to your own body. It's such a critical piece of information, and you have your own amazing diagnostician that's built in and unique to you. So make sure that you are mindful of what it is telling you. Yeah. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringatika. <laughs> that's what you were going to say from Colorado Springs. Oh, my nope. God. I left and it Tiffany out. And Tiffany <laughs> Tiffany Melendez of Joshua Tree, California. <laughs> Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. Bye.